Welcome to your daily dose with Bob and Nick. This is Bob. Today, Nick and I speak truth to power, or maybe more accurately, we speak truth about power. In this episode, we're going to talk politics without actually getting really political. As always, we'll discover a few truths and have a few laughs along the way. Enjoy. I tell you, working with public figures more recently, it's very evident how aware they are of the media yeah. uh, and the coverage that it's going to happen because the media sways opinions and it and it gets eyes eyes and ears focused on issues that they may or may not want to have to address and respond to. So well, I, you've I, talked I like to it. you've talked to people who weren't in politics and they speak one way and then they get into politics. Oh. And it's a completely different type of conversation. Completely and I understand different. that. Yeah. yeah. Like it stinks if you're trying to do an interview with them right. and you're not talking about anything in particular um, or you're just trying to get like something funny, a reaction, a story about their background. And all of a sudden it is sanitized. It is boring because they know that's the type of answer that's going to allow them to continue. And that's, yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it becomes a strategy as opposed to a response. Yeah. You know, what what response do I need to give you so that I'll assure that I stay in the role that I'm in? It, I, I feel for people who are in elected office because can you imagine the job insecurity you have when you're in elected office? It's a temporary thing to begin with, right? It's, yeah. Nobody says, okay, I'm going to be in this one elected office for my entire career because you can't guarantee that. Uh, not that they don't want to. It's just how often do they get to pull it off? You know, I never thought of that because I always felt like, and and maybe this is restricted to the really high levels like the president and maybe senators, that once you serve, and you know, you can only be president for about eight years, technically 10 years if you're vice president and somebody's killed uh, and you become oh, president and then you can be reelected. Uh, I know a little bit about yeah. the constitution. Um <laughs> So you could be president for eight years, but afterwards your ticket is kind of punched, right? Like you are going to be able to write books or yeah. uh, speak, do public speaking and get enough money that you can uh, do that. It never occurred to me that at these smaller levels that this is the job that is paying me enough that I can continue doing this. And I'm so passionate about it that I never want to do anything else. Yeah. So, because to me, like, you know, I think of Ana Eskamani, who is going to be doing when uh, the legislature is not in session, is going to be doing a lot of stuff locally. She's going to be listening to her constituents. She's going to mm-hmm. be working with different groups. But, you know, technically, I think the Florida legislature is only in session for three months out of the year. Yeah. There are some legislatures that only meet every other year, right. state legislatures. So it never occurred to me that that was enough money to live on. Yeah. I always figured they had other jobs. I, I did too. I, and again, it's, I think the work of, of our elected officials goes beyond the, the session. You know, it has to. It has to. That's to me. One session is session yeah. is like a board meeting, yeah. right? And and in my world, uh, board meeting is nice, but the real action for an organization happens between those meetings. It's we get together, we make some decisions, and then we go out there and we act on those decisions. We get feedback from our constituents to bring that back to that same group to let them know how it's working, you know, or whether it's working. And maybe that's my idealistic view of what that is. And I should say maybe. It's definitely my idealistic view of that. But it seems to me that that would be a nice way for that to work. Yeah. You know? So I guess if they're not 
because I don't know what county commissioners make, if that's their full-time job, but it's almost like we talked about internships at yeah. very prominent companies. Like if you want an internship in New York City for a very prominent organization, whether that's media or uh, Wall Street or something like that, you're probably, your family's going to have to be probably fairly independently wealthy. Yeah. Because if it's an unpaid internship or it's not paying that much, you're not going to be able to go to New York. Honestly, this is something that I learned from my kids that internships in general, unpaid internships, they they really do uh, have an elitist impact that, you know, because only so many people can actually afford yeah. to take them. And these are really good internships in terms of getting the experience that sure. you need that's really attractive to future employers. They don't have to market it because they know they're going to have the best of the best apply for it, mm -hmm. but only the ones that can afford it. Yeah. And I don't mean like they're paying to get in. I mean, they're they're paying to stay there. Both of my kids had unpaid internships. Or maybe Sam had a very low-paying internship, one that wasn't sustainable. Um, you know, could live off of it. For Pearson Education, which is this huge international education conglomerate. Oh, yeah. And uh, Devin was the, was the uh, intern for... Weekend edition at NPR, which that's just this point of pride for me because I love NPR and Weekend Edition in particular is something that thrilled me. And she was just really she was a square peg in a round hole there, but they ended up adapting so that in the end it was maybe an octagon hole. <laughs> so it still kind of fit. There were some edges. Yeah, but it, was, it was never perfect because she decided she didn't want to do that. Which what a beautiful moment of clarity. Okay, because this is a human being who, if she had decided she wanted to work for NPR. She could have worked for NPR. I sure. believe that. Not that anyone would offer her a full-time job at that point, but they became friends. They knew her. They knew her work. Uh, my sense was that if she wanted, one of the people that she worked with, who's still a, a good friend of hers, is is doing the same thing. Who's working for NPR now? Not doing the same thing. He's doing other things. Uh, but the point is, she decided at that point, no, this isn't for me. That I don't want to do this. I want to be out there in the world doing other things rather than being in a recording studio, uh, working this side of the the stuff. So. Hey, don't always get that clarity until you're, you know, much older. It's me, Nick. We jumped from politics to internships pretty quick in this episode. And I don't want to belabor the point, but accessibility is important. When these opportunities present themselves, whether it's an elected office or an internship that might lead to a career, we eliminate a huge part of the population if it's not compensated appropriately. I'm not even talking about compensated well. I'm just talking about enough to live on. Okay, I'll get off my soapbox. Thanks for listening. <laughs>